I don't know. I like the fact that Jumbo kind of reminded me a little bit of the aliens from Close Encounters. Because of the lights? Yeah. <laughs> Hello there! Welcome to On The Beat, the podcast that uncovers full frontal male nudity in cinema. My name is Laura. Uh, Je m'appelle Laura. I can do that. That's French. It is French. And your name is... Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, my name is Ryan. My name is Ryan. It's not that I don't have an issue with the French language, but you've, you've been learning French for the last... Do not... Tell people I've been learning French. I'm terrible at French. Oh, well, I mean, you have been learning French. Je suis terrible. What is 1,300 days in years? What is that? What? Isn't it like four or five years or something? 1,300 days? Yeah, 1,300 days. Well, each year... Is 365, I'm aware. Yeah, so it's about... Like four years? Four years. Let's say four years... Steadily creeping up on five. Are you um, talking about my Duolingo streak? Yeah. Creeper. Uh, I mean, you... you I do wouldn't... one lesson a day. I'm not very good at French. And, well, I don't know. It came in a little bit handy because our film that we're talking about today is the 2020 drama romance fantasy Jumbo, which is a French film. It's our first non-English speaking film. Our first, not our first foreign film. No, we've covered. Yeah, no, we've definitely covered uh, like foreign films. Um, I would also put it play in the fields of the Lord under the bracket of uh, uh, non non English a non English speaking movie because I mean that film's four hours and half of it is in yeah yeah. is it yeah is in a completely different dialect. I don't know. I mean, we we're gonna delve more into that, but this is our first one, so it's a very exciting one. I really yeah. I think this movie's pretty cool. It's, again, a French well, this, film. Yeah, it this was... won't be the first French film we'll cover. No. Those French, they do like to they do like to show the odd knob or two. Bless them. <laughs> Bless their French hearts. Uh, this film was shot in Belgium and in Luxembourg. With I think they both had funds into the film, so they shot a little bit here, shot a little bit there. Yeah, Jumbo is an international co-production of France, Belgium, Luxembourg. Oui. So really... That was three separate places who definitely wanted to see this story told. Yeah. Yeah. It's an important story. <laughs> we needed to see the story. Uh, this stars uh, Noem Merlon, Emmanuel Berco, Bastien Bouillon, and Sam Lewick in this film. Uh, Zo- uh, Zoe Wittick is the director as well. But I, I kind of jumped into that because I wanted to say... Uh, oh, gosh. I like already forgot how to say her name. Noemi uh, Merlon is... Also, you'll recognize her from, from Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yes. And also, we just watched Tar. Yeah, she's in that yesterday. as well. Yeah, um, she's coming up. Yeah, yeah. No, she's uh, she's phenomenal. She yeah. is the... Yeah, she's she's probably the main reason to watch this film. Absolutely. She yeah, she's, she's the... Uh, yeah, she's very much the, the foundation of this movie. Um... But other than her, yeah, Zoe Widdick, uh, yeah, she hails from Belgium, um, and this is her directorial debut, and yeah. she wrote this movie, and she also 
also directed it. Um, this movie debuted at Sundance. Um, she was listed as one of the directors to watch uh, for 2020. And uh, her filmography is quite short, obviously. This is only her first feature and she's got a couple of shorts under her belt. Um, and one of those shorts is a demo. I think is that's how you say that. I can't see your notes, so I can't correct your well, it's French. A-D-E-M dash M-O-T. A demo. Okay. Okay. So I'm assuming that means... Something word. Well, you understand. Mo is word. Yes. Uh, and I... Uh, I don't know. Silent word. Oh. Yeah, there you go. See? 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 50%. Yeah, well, you... I'll take it. I, well, yeah, I bet you're beaming right now because you're, you're able to understand some of that. Good thing no one yeah. can see my face. You seen the... Yeah, you know. You know some French. What are you talking about? I keep saying we. Oui. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um... <laughs> And that was in 2014, and her other short was in 2017, and it was called This Is Not an Umbrella. Um, probably a film about something that was not an umbrella. Does she have anything coming up? Were you able to did no. you catch any of that? There's nothing. There wasn't anything on the letterboxd, and she doesn't have a Wikipedia, and trying to figure out if she had any kind of projects coming up, um, I couldn't see anything. It's about um, time. I'm assuming. I'm, ready. I'm yeah. I mean, I'm assuming she does. I don't think Jumbo is a bad film. No. Um, I think it's a perfectly fine directorial debut. But I think the story is something that's fascinating, and certainly this film itself opens with inspired by a true story. Absolutely. So the synopsis that I pulled from Letterboxd goes, Jean. A shy young woman works as a night guard at an amusement park and has a close relationship with her mother. While no man can compete with his opposed duo... I didn't read this beforehand. Oof, it just sounds bad. God, the it, professionalism just getting well, thrown no, out Well, no, it's just this window. is how it's written, and it sounds like ass. I mean, it's also probably user-generated as well, is it not? I don't know. Who knows? Okay, hold on. Let me go back. All right. While no man can compete with his opposed duo, Jean begins to develop strange romantic feelings for Jumbo, the latest attraction at the theme park. That's it. Sorry. Oh, that's it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like there was going to be more. Um, A sexy attraction. This is where we get to talk about weird addictions and weird kind of like... Would you refer to this as like a fetish? Is this I a fetish? don't know if I don't know if the people that uh don't want to say suffer from or 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 have this attraction to inanimate objects, I don't believe they would call it a fetish necessarily. Okay. Uh, but I don't know who wants to tell their story first. I got a story. You have a story. Not a personal story. No, no, no. We're not. Don't put me in that. No. In that box, that sexy well, box. The thing is, the thing is, <laughs> you you said, oh, I watched this film Jumbo, and it was this is obviously back in twenty twenty one, maybe when you saw Jumbo. Yeah. You watched Jumbo before me, and you're like, there's a dick in it, and I'm like, right, cool. We'll cover, <laughs> we'll cover Jumbo um, later on. Um, but yeah, no, you told me the story of Jumbo, and I was just like, oh, I know a story about someone who. Uh, 
who married a roller coaster, and this was all the way back in like 2015. I remember seeing it in the Mirror. Um, the Mirror is a UK tabloid newspaper. But, yeah, you didn't uh, see it reflected back into your eyes in the bathroom when you looked at yourself in the mirror. Oof, right, so let's carry on. Um, <laughs> so the story I remember was this woman was featured on My Strange Addiction. I don't think I don't know if uh, it's an American show. I'd only seen kind of parts of it, but it's basically where people go on with their weird addiction, where they're like drinking detergent or they're they're eating pottery and stuff like that, like things that you probably shouldn't be <laughs> oh God. doing. Well, the thing is, is like I, I do talk about it a little bit. Um, so there's this woman, fifty six, called Linda, um, who married a roller coaster called Bruce. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's crazy, right? How it all kind of intertwines together. I'd rather um, have her marry a roller coaster named Bruce than our dog. I, think, I don't need Linda in our house. I think it's okay. I don't seem to have many. It's the same thing I have with like people who fall in love with like trees. Like they're not really hurting anything or hurting anybody, as long as they're just kind of in love with it. You know, people who like like to hug trees, like that sort of thing, and they what can get they their jollies off of just far. hugging a tree. Well, what what would if they be, molest a tree? If they drill a hole in it and they start fucking it? Yeah. Well, then I guess that's when we have to get the police. Okay. But uh, no, Linda, um, she'd, she'd had like past romantic interests in other kinds of uh, inanimate objects. One of which was a locomotive and another of which was an airplane. I mean, how awesome would that be to be, like, in love with an aeroplane? Like, to feel, like, some sort of sexual attachment to an aeroplane? You think that would be cool? I think it'd be awesome. Okay. Like, it'd be so simple. I mean, it's like it's like what you say, like, we have a dog called Bruce. I wouldn't want anyone marrying my dog. No. And, I mean, you've no idea. It's like that guy out there who married his donkey. Now, that is predatory. I don't like that at all. Obviously, yeah. I there's think, reasons for that. I think having sex with cars, trains, planes, I think it's fair game. You know, the, the, these wow. uh, these items don't. Well, these items don't have feelings. You know, and if these people are kind of messed up, just leave them to their locomotives and their roller coasters. And... It's like so. If if John Joe down the street wants to fuck Lightning McQueen, he should absolutely be able to. Lightning Queen, as in like the animated car. Correct. I mean, that car has quite a notable personality. I don't know if Lightning McQueen would like a uh, a man's penis in his exhaust pipe. Yeah. Honestly, but I at don't least know. he could answer, and at least he could give or rescind consent. Yes, but we're also dealing with inanimate objects as well, which is why I think. It's fine. Maybe the tree isn't a fantastic example because technically the tree is a living thing, um, even though it obviously has no way of communicating to you. Um, well, actually, no, that's probably a lie. I don't know. Because, you know, it's able to communicate the changes in the season. Either way, don't hurt You're the going... trees. Yeah, I know. I'm going. I'm digging going a tree hole here. I'm digging a real tree bark hole, like <laughs> a, a tree dick glory hole. Um, oh, no. But. She saw herself 
so Bruce Bruce is a seventy foot, seventy ton roller coaster. And from what I remember from reading the story originally, the owners of the park or the fair um that that Bruce was a part of, the owners would kind of just let her in and she would like stroke the roller coaster, touch the roller coaster. Oh boy. And they felt like she wasn't really doing any harm. As long as it was kind of like, you know, like they understood the extent to like what she was doing. But then she literally got married to this, uh, to this roller coaster. Um, so she, she calls herself a self-proclaimed, I would add, uh, objectum sexual. Yes. And that she's obviously attracted to objects. Um... But overall, oh yeah, no, just also to add, she's not from the UK. She's American. Um, So I just thought I'd kind of put that one in there. Yeah, Um, make sure you put that in, huh? Well, I mean, (laughs) it it was in the article. But she was also part of that show, that My Strange Addiction show as well. Um, And I mean, I guess like if we're already kind of talking about like weird addictions, I've got a few quotes from her. I think they're fantastic. Uh, So Linda says... Uh, some women like tall men. Some women like men with a colourful personality. He's, as in Bruce, has got all of that. To me, Bruce is just amazing when he stands up and is spread out. Oh. Yes, yes. And as as I wanted, because it was also in the article, I wanted to just talk about this because I thought it was awesome. Another person in the episode, I think it says someone from the UK, um... Patrice, 29 years old, uh, was addicted to eating bricks. 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 So this woman uh, chewed a two-foot hole into the wall of her bedroom and also ate part of her grandmother's house in secret. Oh. (laughs) I hope she's okay. I don't know if obviously eating a brick is good for you, but I would say eating brick only harms you and certainly marrying a roller coaster um doesn't seem to harm anybody i don't know the bricks were a part of a structure that is now compromised especially it's gonna it's gonna fall on grandma i mean that is just unfortunate right but now patrice has a stomach full of brick yeah <laughs> those imagine, aren't hemorrhoids imagine, those imagine, are yeah bricks. imagine passing those no, I don't want to. I know, you're just dropping bricks into the toilet, you're blocking hey. your toilet up. It's crazy. So anyway. the this film is actually based on the story of Erica Eiffel. There's another one. So she's this this was in 2007 where she, you know, quote married the Eiffel Tower. And so she changed her last name to Eiffel. Oh, I've heard this. Yeah. yeah I've and also so heard this. she actually started OS International, which is, you know, Objectum Sexuality, which you were just talking about. Huh, right. So okay. uh, this is an organization for those who develop significant relationships with inanimate objects. And apparently, some psychologists have linked this particular type of behavior with autism, but it's not something mm. that's been widely studied. Uh, but the director, Zoe Wittick, tracked down Erica Eiffel. And uh, this is a quote from an article I read. <laughs> she said, 
I was expecting someone who was a freak or on the margins of society, but she was really warm, soft, welcoming, and almost banal, which made me wonder how she could have made such extreme choices and to be so strong and so open about them. I started writing this story because I needed to understand her. So um, she actually was, I guess, trying to figure out how this story would look to Erica Eiffel. I think she was really worried about offending her or offending people who who are objectum sexuals. So she invited Erica to the premiere in Berlin because she lived there. And Erica said she was very, very touched and it was well told. Yeah, I'd say Zoe had to be relatively quite tactful when it came to using words like freak because even I wouldn't have used the term freak when it came to like dealing with a story being well, she told didn't, this uh, way. Say it to her face. So. No, but she said it in an article in an yeah, interview she and she put it out there on Front Street. So obviously fucking Erica's gonna read that and 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 see it. I mean to be um, fair, she might have said it to her face, like, listen, you're actually quite normal. Freakish. I expected you to be a total freak. I mean, yeah, maybe she did. I mean, I would also kind of point out that, like, the movie itself is not beat for beat a true story. It's based on... It's inspired. It's inspired by elements of truth. I'd say it's closer to whatever Linda was doing in the UK uh, as part of that show, um, seeing as there's obviously that's a lot closer to, to the to the story than the, uh, the Erica Eiffel uh, story. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like I like the concept behind this, and I think that the film itself does a relatively decent job of making something that is relatively inanimate feel quite animated and alive to a certain degree. Yeah, you know, it's quite hallucinatory. It's it, it, the there's things that they do obviously with. Um, well, the, she calls it Jumbo. It's called the Move It Ride. Yeah. Um, but basically, they do certain things, like if you put certain amounts of LEDs and like different kind of lighting patterns and stuff onto this thing, it does it does make it feel animated because really it has two functions, in that it it lifts and it rotates, mm-hmm. and it and it and it goes back down again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had a long, you know? they'd spent a long time, long, long time trying to find the right ride and yeah. find also something that they could manipulate. They could change the lights. So they, ch- the, I think the only thing they changed with that ride is the lights. And so they had to rewire it so that it could, they could manipulate and change the lights. Okay, I think that's I think that's really smart. I mean, they really missed a trick with not like having a side panel on it that's like airbrushed, like you see those ones at the oh, fair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a half naked woman, like the stuff you see on like the side of like a like a truck, like a miss. I miss that sort of thing, like a really poorly done, non commissioned like Tom and Jerry like cartoon that's probably a little bit rude. Yes, just absolutely. airbrushed on the side of it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. Uh, it's kind of like that park we went to. Um, I can't remember what it was. Was it in the Naples or something? Where they had uh, they had like bootleg Mickey and 
and stuff like that in the oh, park. Yeah. Do you remember that? It was like a Michael Jackson food truck. <laughs> yes. It was all airbrushed and all bright lights. Yeah. It had weird it Michael Jackson stuff odd. all over it. Yeah, I've got the photos of it because I can't really do it. But yeah, it had the Michael Jackson. It had like five or six different Michael Jacksons. And we were weird. Worried. Yeah, we were kind of wondering. Well, we we're pretty adamantly sure that like he had no idea that this thing existed. I mean, he's not going to know it oh, now. He's, yeah, he's, he's fucking, dead. he's long gone. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the Jackson estate certainly might have some words. Potentially. Yeah. I think it was a beautiful uh, artistic rendering of Michael Jackson. It was, it was odd. Yeah, it was bad. So, uh, <laughs> this film, we're talking about Jumbo and... It's it's a bit sensitive because you you can kind of tell from the offset when you meet uh, Jean that she's potentially Siama. How do I say it? Like I don't want to uh, say she's mentally ill because that's not what it is. But she she might be slightly autistic. She's displaying um, certain traits that would make you think certain that aut- she's yeah that she's maybe on the spectrum a little right. bit. Right. Um. She's certainly she's not she's not. She's not behaving or looking like she's of her age. And certainly, obviously, the sort of job she's going to do is just the cleaning, the graveyard shift at the at the park where yeah. she's cleaning and stuff like that. And she's the only one there. And there's a sense of her, uh, I guess, like, what, what would be the word? Like, she's carefree and she's kind of like, her head's in the clouds and she's a bit kind of... A bit spacey. Definitely which also spacey. Kind of, yeah, kind of gives you the idea that maybe she's she's not she's a couple of sandwiches short of a picnic. Yeah. Which is the nicest way of putting it, really. Well, yeah, she's a bit of a dreamer, and she she makes little models like she's creating a, a yeah. small model town out of wires and lights mm-hmm. of the amusement park that she works at. She's it's in, it's incredibly endearing. I would yeah, say. She's, like, she's, she's super very, clever. Yeah, she's very smart. Um, but, you know, I think for the most part, it, it's correct. Like, she's shy, she's introverted, she doesn't like being around people or crowds. That's kind of put, you know, that's kind of put quite firmly into the narrative as well. Well, she's especially wary, or I don't, I would say wary, not maybe not necessarily afraid, but wary of men in particular. Yeah. Not cool with men. No, and a lot of the men who are in this story in particular are not particularly good men. Yeah, they're either rude to her or trying to get something from her. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, because, you know, she's a woman. Yeah. Um that's it's unfortunate. The only kind of the only kind of shining the only kind of shining character, and he's not introduced particularly well, but he ends up being the love interest of her mother. He turns up kind of later on, and he's actually... Hubert. Yeah, he's actually very, uh, he's actually very uh, nice. He's the best person in this film. Yeah, he's actually he's the nicest, nicest person. He's the nicest person. Well, you see him... I don't... Do you mind if we jump around? I can wait. Yeah, I don't think... I don't... Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say because the, the film kind of follows a relatively quite methodical structure and certainly it it follows the structure to such an extent that uh it, it feels quite repetitious well it's it's like the it's essentially a romantic i don't want to say comedy but kind of yeah. it's a romantic comedy structure in where you have two people 
uh, who who fall in love and then maybe something goes wrong and then they get back together. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredibly outlandish. I think that's where a lot of its appeal comes from is kind of how outlandish it is. But it looks so cool. It's also, yeah, I mean, it's mostly the repetitious feeling. It comes from the fact that it only really takes place in like three separate sort of locations mainly, which is like between the park, her house, and little bits and bobs kind of in between. Um, but I, I mean, I guess the story just develops to such an extent where the roller coaster is effectively speaking to her. Yeah. And trying to communicate with her while she's on this night shift. Yes. Well, you, and you also can kind of tell when she's kind of happy and in her little comfortable world in her little unit because everything's really bright and shining and flashing colorful so when she meets jumbo or you know when she calls him jumbo it's like bright flashy beautiful Mm -hmm. neon lights and it's the same when she's kind of in a room and she's working and tinkering with her models and of the amusement park like everything's really sparkly and you know she's got lights everywhere Mm -hmm. lights all over the ceiling and stuff so yeah and when you were talking about how it's only really taking place in three different places, yeah. I think that kind of lends to how isolated maybe she is or how isolated I, I think she wants to be, you know, um, she's probably a little bit lonely. And so if you, you know, you kind of go back and forth, like she's always kind of by herself. Yeah. Yeah. I you mean, know? also, yeah. Cause she has to obviously get a ride to work. Otherwise she's riding on the bus and it seems like quite a, quite a journey, but they're traveling through a forest. Like her house is through a forest trail effectively. Yeah. Um, to then ended up getting to the, getting to the park. Um, yeah. and her, her mother is, and it's like, she starts off being really annoying, really kind of, uh, you know, what does she call her? Sugar puss. Sugar puss, yeah. And kind of all over her, like, very uh, vibrant person, mm-hmm. very sexual person. She's super yes. horny all the time. Yes. But she he, she really, really does love her daughter. Um, yeah. And you can tell that. It's just that she does have a little bit of an issue, maybe with men, you know yeah i think she's had issues with men and stuff in the past i think the only the only mainstay in her life has been her daughter but also it just so happens that her daughter at least to her is she's acting different she's not she's not kind of in in quotes normal um she had kind of weird desires and i guess kind of she's just not able to initially when she finds out accept the fact that she's different um there's even a moment where they're sitting, speaking together, and her mom says to Jean that her dad left after he found out you, and then it's a dot, 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 and Jean interrupts her. So there's obviously something they found out about Jean when she was young that her mother believes made her father leave. It's probably the object and sexual stuff. You think it was that at that I mean, young, at like she, a young? I think she was just maybe that first scene when she's at the bus stop. She just picks up a rock and she, she like cradles it. Oh, she was like she listening rest, to it. Yeah, she rests it on her face, and um, I don't know. End of the day, like if you can just pick up a rock and get your jollies off of that, I'm I like, don't think that's what it was. I think I'm it's like, just showing that you. she's different. 
And he, you know, may, and maybe, maybe Papa couldn't deal. I'm just kind of saying, I'm just like, yeah, just here. like if someone gave me a pencil and I'm just like, whoa, you know, <laughs> oh my God, you know, it'd be awesome. Wouldn't it? Uh, no, I don't think I'd like that very much. Like, I kind of, end up blowing a me, load in the stationery shop. <laughs> I, I, I like the back and forth of a relationship with another human being, personally. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, 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 can't, I, I mean, I can't get into an argument with a pencil, but you can try. I, but I think that's <laughs> maybe that's part of the point and part of the appeal. Yeah, I guess so. No talking yeah, back. That's right. It's got like a rubber and stuff on the end. Something that I would be interested in researching after we actually record and finish this episode and talk about the movie yeah. is how many men have this particular inkling. Yeah. Because the ones that we've talked about it have only been women. And I've, mm. when I was researching, I only saw other women. Yeah. I don't, I think, I don't know. Like, do you think it comes across differently if it's a dude as opposed to a lady? With the lady, it feels relatively quite innocuous. Anything with a man sounds dangerous and predatory. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, "Oh, oh you, man, you fell know. over this roller coaster." You're like, "Ew, what are you gonna uh, do with what's it?" What's he done with it? He's Nasty. like, "Ah, uh, fuck, where's his jism?" You know, like it's like, "Where's this?" Stop letting Hank in here. Yeah, he's making a mess. <laughs> and you know, like you know, he'd be like some kind of groveled, like beaten down, like older man with like his eyes slightly popping out of his head, and he has a weird voice. He wheezes a bit when he breathes. Yeah, he's obviously overweight. And he's just like, <laughs> he's just like, waddles up to the roller coaster. And, uh, I think, I'm, I think I've, I've missed you. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if, why did we agree to this? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Well, uh, speaking of groaning sex noises, so there is a sex scene. Uh, there's two. There's, two there's sex definitely scenes. two. There's, there's two one that's well. There's one, there's one that's, that's awesome. Amb that's ambiguous. And then and there's another one that's. There's another upsetting. one that's just a bit. Yeah, but the sex... It's not the, rape. The sex scene that takes place... Well, I can only assume it takes place in her mind. She crawls um, underneath Jumbo. I don't think that his underneath looks like that, though. I think, well, she starts sleeping and living under him, right? I wonder if she's actually doing her job. I thought about that watching it the second time. I go, is she doing her job in cleaning and taking out the garbage and then goes to see Jumbo? Or is she just completely slacking off at work? I mean, I don't know how much. I mean, I don't know how much she would have to have done. I feel like it's a park. Like you would be cleaning a lot of different. But I things. guess it says that she's the security guard. But then she was kind of pushing around, like a cleaning cart. I don't know if she's the security guard. Well, she I don't does think a night watch. I mean, it, yeah, maybe. But I mean, she's going around she's cleaning night, and stuff. It, it says she's a night guard, but yeah, I don't know. Okay, well. Either way, either way. If I mean, to be fair, for the purposes of the film, I don't think we need to see her her uh, her, her job. complete yeah, her complete okay. routine at the job. <laughs> just I saying. That, yeah, I don't it think seems like that. she's just given up actual work and she's just like all about the sex. I mean, potentially, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um, 
You know, it's like she's just rubbing herself against the roller coaster. She does. <laughs> she does. But she goes underneath Jumbo and it is kind of that ambiguous uh, place between worlds almost. Where it's a white void. White void. And there's all this blackness. It's kind of like a reverse under the skin. Yeah. It's definitely under the skin vibes, especially yeah. she dips her hand like into the oil onto the ground, like very uh, under the skin vibes. As I like, I like that. I like, that's my favorite part. That's an idea I've had in my head for a while. And I quite liked seeing that because not only does she put her arm into that goop, it comes out perfectly black yeah it's pretty good because yeah. oil wouldn't look like that hell no it's but... kind of like it's it's slightly translucent and it's also like a little bit more brown yeah than black so that was cool yeah i think they did a good job with that that moment really i think yeah. they do i think they do a good job just with jumbo in general i feel like all the money was spent on jumbo and All well money, worth yeah. it i think yeah like he was uh he was the star player so obviously <laughs> Yeah, that, I don't know. That that scene was really cool. And of course, we were also talking when we were watching the film that it has, you know, reminds us a little bit of Titan as well. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. a way. Less, a bit of objectum yeah. sexuality there as well. Yeah, less kind of, there's no real kind of like body horror sort of elements in this thing. No. It's kind of... Very tame. Very tame. It's rated, when, our, when we put it on, because this was streaming on Tubi, it was said TVMA, which I found yeah. weird. It might be because we're kind of desensitized, but like her boobs are out almost all the time. Yeah. And we see her vagina, uh, at least like her bush, like the very beginning of the movie. Like we see her dressed and we see her ass. Like we see everything. Like yeah, she, right in the beginning. Yeah, she's like fully naked for like large swathes of the film i guess there is a penis in it as well and there's also a penis so for it to get rated mature is genuinely not a surprise it but just doesn't other seem, than that it seems fairly tame there's no real swearing like it's not there's nothing really that like there's nothing in the language that would give it anything else but it is it is there's an uber abundance of uh of uh nudity in the movie yeah so that's kind of the reason why i guess Anyway, that scene was great. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it looked really cool. I, I, I'm sure that they spent a little bit of money on some computer graphics to make the oil do the things that it did to her body. Yeah, it but... looked, it looked, it looked, it looked, um, it looked fine. Yeah, it looked fine. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it is a visual metaphor of how, um, Jumbo was able to, uh, satisfy her sexually. That's true. It was and her also, first yeah. her first orgasm. She got her first orgasm. Um That means it's real love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jumbo just knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, he's been yeah. around. He's been around some yeah. Do you think do you think Jumbo's a bit of a you know, he's a bit of a scamp? He's a little bit of a slut. Yeah, maybe. Jumbo slut. Just a jumbo slut. I'm just joking. He's really in love. That okay, that's fine. <laughs> but this is a, a moment where I do believe that Jean feels like she can maybe connect with her mother yeah, a bit because her mom's a very sexual person. You know, mm. I, there's a man in the house who they were, you heard them how having very loud sex and her mom's always trying to say, I don't, she's a little bit vulgar, but you know, she's like, Oh, you know, yeah. this man gave me an orgasm. It's great. And so Jean's like, well, 
yeah, I mean, I also had one last night with Jumbo, which of mm. course sets her mother out off the rails completely and just kicks John out of the house. Yeah. And in this one moment where John's like, I, I can, I know, I know what this is to you now. Like, I know what you feel and we can, we can talk about this and, yeah. and we can be on the same level like you've always wanted us to be. And her mom's like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, she's just, yeah, she's just not going to accept um, this particular quirk about her daughter because it, it, obvi- it seems fairly obvious to me i mean i don't think she, i mean i think her mother's been maybe a little bit ignorant but it, it seems obvious to me that they've been dealing with a child who's had issues for maybe quite a while yeah um and this is just kind of like the the camel that breaks the uh, french mother's back <laughs> um she's also always the mother's always trying to push jean's boss mark on her yeah and i guess like, this he is... just keeps coming over and coming around and picking her up and taking her to work and he's always like he's a malingerer yeah but this kind of leads us into what is effectively the dick scene so he's yeah like i said he kind of he's lingering he's just kind of around and he's he's kind of uh he's spoken to like her mother and things like that and i think Jean is starting to spiral a little bit because she's been thrown out the house. It's raining. Jumbo's not talking to her the same way or she's getting annoyed at Jumbo because he's he's a little bit too needy. All this sort of stuff. <laughs> and uh, she ends up, after being out in the rain, she ends up going to where this dude is, the boss, um in his office and he's still there um and i guess the scene itself begins it's this one shot and i don't know did you not know you know it's the glass right so this scene starts it's an hour two minutes and 51 seconds about (laughs) approximately exactly but yeah you start in this office and you can kind of see her in the back undressed very very dark there's no bright colors there's just like a little bit of green in the background a little bit of red yeah but it's just darkness and i'm just saying that in contrast to how she is when she's with jumbo or when she's like by herself in her room everything's kind of bright and colorful and happy and then she's in this dark sad little office and from what i remember she walks over to him and she's taken all of her clothes off and then he does the same um, so yeah, she's in the background. He's he's allowing her dignity to. She's taking off her wet clothes, or he's assuming she's going to change into dry clothes because she's soaked. Um, and he's around the other side of where the glass is, but she comes around the other side of the glass, and she's topless, still wearing her pants, and she incentivizes him to start taking his clothes off. Yes. So I, I wanted, obviously, that's what happens. That's how the scene is. It's not as if he's saying, take your clothes off. Yes. There's like, there's at least a kind of mutual understanding. Because he there. has tried to kiss her in the past when she's, it was kind of in that spiraling moment yeah. where she's trying to get to Jumbo and she, you know, these kids are being mean to her and she rushes into the ride and is just holding Jumbo and you know, I think it was right after he tried to kiss her and it's just this kind of, she, 
she, you know, she feels this love for Jumbo, but then she also has this kind of what I would assume is pressure from her mother to be normal. Yeah. You know, so then she's seeing this guy who's been pursuing her for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just won't leave her alone. Plus, also, he's <laughs> he's the boss at her work, so she can't avoid him. Um, I also feel like there was a weird moment where he asked if she was going to be joining in the competition, and she didn't know what he was talking about. And he yeah. goes, oh, employee of the year. Mm. And there's a weird part of me that thinks, like, are you blackmailing her in a weird way like to have a relationship with you to win employee of the year i don't know who who was ever given an absolute shit about winning some sort of contest and being the best employee yeah but i don't know there was kind of a weird connection there in my head where i thought are you trying to manipulate her yeah i think he's maybe he's maybe doing something he's a little bit slimy um but they incentivize each other to take their clothes off in this dark space. They yes. are completely naked. And this is where we see him pretty much in a kind of mid-wide. Um, we see him drawers down. We see his penis. It's still pretty dark, pretty shadowy. Uh, it's it's prominently there, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It comes out of the darkness. It does, yeah. <laughs> and uh, out of the darkness comes some uh, hard pounding. Oof. It's so <laughs> sad. Because it's not rape. No. It's just... Uh, it's just sad. It's very sad kind of sex. He even says, like, halfway through when they're doing it, is that you sure you don't want to just turn around? Yeah, he's so got her like... from behind, and you're only watching it in the reflection of a photo, a glass on a photograph yeah. that's hung on the wall, which I believe is Mark, like just as an employee on the wall. Yeah, probably. So it's just like his employee photo on the wall, and the glass is just, we're just watching the glass and the reflection of this sad pounding yeah. in the darkness. It's not, I mean, I'd say like it is, yeah, it's potentially gratuitous because all I can hear is. Yeah, this. <sighs> That's all you can hear. And what makes it worse, because you already are uncomfortable, you don't feel good about this, because you know that she loves that ride so much. She's got a dead face on. Also, when you, when they actually, the camera moves, or, you know, when the shot changes, and and it's just her face with this, like, faceless man behind her just pounding away, and just tears are running down her cheeks. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, this poor girl. Yeah, Jumbo would never do that. No, no, good Jumbo. He's a good boy. <laughs> yeah, and then right when they're finished, or when he's finished, yeah, she tells wife. him <laughs> she God. didn't finish. No, certainly not. Oh, sorry, I'm just dry pounding. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It is grim. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, she tells him she doesn't want to marry him, and he's like, well, we should have sex a couple more times before we ask a priest to come over. Well, he says that, doesn't he? He's like, oh, I'm not going to marry you. No, she says it two times. Oh, does she? She says it. Oh, I thought he said it. No, oh, because... God. Because she... She's so... Oof. She just doesn't know. She's, yeah, she doesn't... She, yeah, she doesn't know. You it know? Just get, yeah, because just... she had sex with Jumbo, at least in... In, in her some mind. reality. Yeah, in her mind. And, yeah. But she wants to marry Jumbo. She does want to marry Jumbo. Oh, we God. do there is there is a sense of like 
like, like trying to keep this poor woman on the straight and narrow, but then also they they obviously walk a very fine line of enabling this behavior. And to get, you know, long story short, they do end up trespassing because um, they're gonna the the boss. He's just like it's for your own good. I'm getting rid of of the move it right. He's selling the move it right. After she wins employee of the year. After she wins employee of the year. And he keeps her on the stage after she won her award. And he goes, oh, hold on just a second. He goes, oh, just so you know, Jumbo's not doing that well. He's not like a great attraction. So we're selling him after we close down for the winter. And she flips. She is distraught. Flips. I think she even passes out. She just can't deal. Yeah, it's it's not good. But... Um, this is also, well, it kind of came to a head just before, and I don't, sorry for backtracking a second, but she feels so awful about having sex with Mark that she runs into the park and it's just rubbing her naked body or at least topless body all over the ride. And Mark sees her. He's the only one that sees this happening and she's crying and she's just kissing Jumbo and, um, Mark then confronts her about it and then makes fun of her. He's like, what is, you know, like he can't comprehend what's happening either. And so then, yeah, he makes that decision to. To sell off Jumbo. Sack Jumbo. But who's, who's uh, the mother's love interest? Hubert. Hubert. Wow. There you go. Um, That may be the first time that's ever happened on any of these podcast episodes. What, you remember the lover's name or you said, you said Hubert in a French accent. The dog came in. (laughs) He needs to hold on for a second. Yeah. Well, he's he is he is the only sympathetic figure, and the mother kind of follows suit because she doesn't want Hubert to kind of leave her either. And I think he's the, I think Hubert is actually speaking quite a lot of sense. I'm, I'm I am kind of it's basically I am, what you said. Yeah, he's not hurting am, anyone. He's not. Yeah, she's not hurting anybody. There's no hurt to be had here. The only person that she's effectively going to be hurting, eventually, would be herself. Yeah. Um, you know, because they would there would have to be con- some some level of realization about you know what's actually happening and the fact that like you know it's not like you can take that ride home with you. It's no. not like you can live with the ride. The ride is kind of you know what it is. Um, so effectively, they either way, Hubert. I think I don't know. I think it's a nice moment. I do think it's also slightly odd. It was kind of there's a lot of things kind of going on in this moment, but she does end up putting on a wedding dress and they end up going down there to marry her to Jumbo. Yes, she even the the mother. The, there's yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening in that scene, but the mother even says, you know, till you know, to till well, death recon- do you reconciliation, part. reconciliation. Right. Well, yeah. while the mother is saying, you know, the, the marriage ceremony, and she goes, well, de- till death do you part. And she goes, well, y- you're going to die before him. He can't <laughs> die. And she's like, just keep going, you know, <laughs> just keep doing it. Um, seems like Jumbo hesitates for a second. And it's, it's, it is sugary sweet, you know, in a way, because you have everyone kind of reconciled and she gets yeah. what she wants. And it's a little bit, you know. It walks a yeah, it walks a bit of a fine line. I feel like I'm on the other side of that where I think it's I don't I don't know if I'm particularly a massive fan of it. Um well, you just have, because of how contrived I kind of feel like it is. You have two choices here. You know, you have 
a horrific ending that is incredibly sad and where she gets everything taken away from her and she gets put in a, in a hospital. Or no, you... there's there's another ending. There is an ending to that which is that, that's bright and sunny. What is it? Hubert goes to the park and he lifts Jumbo up and he <laughs> walks it back <laughs> to the house and Sweet he puts Hubert. it in their backyard. Jim. Hell yeah. Because he had that tiny little hat on. He's built. He's probably built like a fucking fire yeah. truck. Yeah. yeah. I bet he could lift it. All right. I like that ending. Yeah. Or they airbrush a picture of her with the ride, like on the side and stuff like that. And oh, then it's nice. there and it's immortalized. See, there's a lot of tricks here. They're missing, like, they're missing the kind of stuff that I wanted to see. Well, what I, I don't <laughs> I, know what I wanted to see. I think I missing, saw what I wanted earlier. It's missing 100% of the airbrushing. That's yeah, all I'm saying. <laughs> Airbrush fan, Ryan Henderson. Amazing. Um, I'm not going to say it's a dying art or anything, but like when you see it, like you're just like, Ooh, you know what I mean? Like certainly when it's, when it's particularly fucking gaudy. Yeah. Like I think it's awesome. It's so fun. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's nice. You have a reconciliation of the mother and daughter, which was, you know, a really important part of the story. And I think they've accepted each other for who they are and it's lovely. And now they have their own. Happy little family. Yeah, yeah. Well, it ends. Yeah, it ends with them running out of the running out of the park, being chased by some youths. Some youths. Oh, also, yeah. I'm also damn youths. Like, those fucking youths. Yeah, they were very so scary. Very irritating. Well, again, it's like what we said. We've said before on other episodes is that if a if a youth comes up and threatens you, there's not really an awful lot you can do about it. Yeah, you just have to be scared because you're the one. You're the one who gets in trouble. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add before we go into our ratings? No. Wow, okay. For visibility, it's it's kind of a shame that we have to talk about the sad penis scene and not like the cool sex scene with Jumbo. There's no dick in Jumbo. Jumbo like, or doesn't no, have you know. a dick. No. Yeah, he is an inanimate object that does not have any sort of phallus. No. Whatsoever just a shame because for visibility and context uh two and a half for me yeah i'm gonna probably second that okay. it's very dark and i also i'm not a fan of it i don't like that penis <laughs> so, at all get it out of no. here it's, it's a penis used for suffering it's also kind of like yeah it's also one of those moments because of the context of it i just don't know if i like it being there Maybe she needed that penis to realize how much she truly loved Jumbo. Um, yeah. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched White Lotus season two. Sometimes you just gotta cheat to know what your love is really all about. Mm. We found out recently that Orlando is the uh, isn't it the cheating capital of the U.S. or something, or is it the cheating capital of Florida? At least of Florida. At least of Florida. So people cheating all the time. Yeah gross so uh, for the film overall i gave it a 3.5 i i i ticked it down a, a half star the second time i watched it i don't know why because i kind of knew it was coming so maybe it doesn't have incredible rewatch value but it's still very good entertaining and bright and colorful and it's got a penis in it and it has a happy ending so yeah, I gave it three stars. I don't think it's I don't think it's anything particularly special, but I think they've done their best with 
I guess with what the story is. The story itself, I think, I think is fascinating, but to try and stretch it out for an entire movie, I think it's, I think it's a big ask. But I think they've done. I think they've tried their best with it. There's some nice visual flourishes, nice bursts of color and stuff like that, and I think. Yeah, I think they do their do their best to to deal with like effectively a tightrope situation where it's kind of how do you deal with obviously someone who's obviously mentally ill, um, and how do you satisfy slash appease them? Yeah, <laughs> in this sort of situation, I think it's yeah, it's a bit of a double edged sword. It's a sensitive. It's a sensitive story, especially. It's a sense. It, I think they put it together well because if you go too far down the route of of someone uh, being on this on the spectrum or having mental illness, yeah, um, or if you don't talk about it at all, so it's it's tough to sprinkle this in and sprinkle that in and and have it come out as, as sensitively as it does. Yeah, I think Zoe Whittock did a great job, and it's a great you know first feature I think. yeah i think it's a strong debut i do think yeah but like yeah like i say i think it's it's uh yeah it's about walking a it's it is definitely walking a bit of a bit of a tightrope and i don't know i don't think you can do it any other way than this yeah. really um so i think yes i think uh gold star yeah uh cheers for the sad penis you know I, i'm glad they're there because I do think that with the amount of nudity that was in it, I think it would be a little bit unfair if there wasn't a penis. But then again, I, I think also, we, we did need him in the story too. We did need him in the story. I don't know if the film itself needed all that nudity on either side, honestly. Potentially, I think I think it's but, one, it was one of those where I was kind of surprised, like how much we I, saw of that. Of the I lead. like that in the way because people in our regular lives are nude when we're having sex. We're nude when we get up in the morning. I don't know. I a lot of people are like you don't sleep with clothes on. So it and when you're changing, you have to get naked. So if you're kind of just normalizing nudity in that way, then it's not as shocking. So. For her to be having as many nude seeds as she did, and then you have, you know, a very short but but powerful nude scene from yeah. this gentleman, then I think that all kind of works to the benefit of the film. I would preface it as well as that there's a reason why it is this way. Because it is, you know, it is relatively quite, I guess, kind of casual. I guess I would call it casual nudity. Love casual nudity. Um, but certainly if there was an American remake of this movie, it would not have, it would not have oh, the nudity in it probably. It would be so goofy. It'd be very stupid. Awful. Yeah, it would probably star Michael Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like I'm on the ball there. They do the gender swap. Yeah, Michael Sarah would fall. In I think love maybe we get Michael Sarah on the phone ride. and be like, "You think you could maybe do this? What? He'd fuck it. He'd fall in love with a slip and slide, maybe. Yeah, slip and slide or like a, you know, like those uh, water slides that are like the bullet, mm. like the wedgie makers. Yeah, you could fall in love with one of those. Cool, and the music will be provided by Smash Mouth. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or as or as what I've been trying to do is to bring back the new metal end credit song. So like maybe Godsmack could be at the end of it as well. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Little bit Godsmack. Well, I think Smash Mouth makes more sense oh, okay. considering the type of film because you know it's going to be a jokey comedy. Yeah. Everyone wants to be a superstar. Uh, I, I do think uh, y'all should watch this movie and it's free on Tubi right now. I'm done. Coming to you from underneath the move it ride covered in oil. Jumbo's innards. Ooh, baby. <laughs> I've been Laura. <laughs> I'm Ryan. Au revoir, mon amis. Goodbye. Mes amis. So All right. bad at French. Uh, well, you shouldn't be after fucking, what, five years or something at fucking studying French. Wicked smart. Fucking lackadaisical. <laughs> <laughs>